Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome. Welcome. Faces and smoked ham. Yes, faces and smoked ham. And the effect of the latter on the former. It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research. This is all about research that makes people laugh, then think. If you like what you hear today, consider supporting us at our website, improbable.com. Now, here's biomedical researcher Chris Kotsipas. Today's topic is smoked ham and the faces of people who are eating smoked ham near a computer. Chris, you have a report here, which you've only had a chance to look at quickly. What's the title of this? Consumer facial expression in relation to smoked ham with the use of face reading technology, the methodological aspects and informative value of research results. I think this one's going to need to be read twice for most people. Could you read it one more time? Consumer facial expression in relation to smoked ham with the use of face reading technology, the methodological aspects and informative value of research results. This was by Kostira and colleagues. Yeah, all of them in Poland. And this was published in 2016 in a journal called... Meat Science. Is that a research journal that you have spent a lot of time reading in the past? I must admit it has escaped my attention, but I'm going to go to the library and see if we are subscribed to it. it sounds Meat quite interesting. Science. When you first saw the title of this study, Consumer Facial Expression in Relation to Smoked Ham with the Use of Face Reading Technology, da, 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 da. what did you expect from this report based on the title? I actually expected a controlled study where people would be sitting in booths and they would be shown slides of smoked ham and their facial expressions would be um, recorded. Or maybe real smoked ham, it would be uncovered, like from a little cloche, a waiter would uncover it dramatically and you would record the facial expression of the the test subject. Uh That's what you expected. Were your expectations met? Sadly, no. Oh, Well, let's dip into some of the text of this. Could you read for us the beginning of the abstract here? The study determined the emotional reactions of consumers in relation to hams using face visualization method, which was recorded by FaceReader FR. FaceReader is a single word with a capital F and a capital R in the middle of it, FaceReader, which is explained a little later in the study, correct? The way it's written, I would expect that it's some kind of proprietary technology that reads faces. Onward, please, in this, uh, in this abstract. The aims of the research were to determine the effect of the ham samples on the type of emotion 
to examine more deeply the individual emotional reactions of consumers, and to analyze the emotional variability with regard to the temporal measurement of impressions. Okay, so they say they've found a way to measure emotion, or they imply I guess so. I, I think that's and, what they are implying. In particular, they, they seem to be saying that they have a way of measuring people's emotions while people are eating ham. This is new to the world, isn't it? This would definitely be a first. Let's turn to page 23. It talks about face reader. It tells oh, us yes, it does. Face reader is applied for conducting research in consumer behavior as well as in education, psychology, and market study. Mm-hmm. The possibilities of the device are related to the direct scanning of consumers' emotional reaction during or after consumption of a product, as opposed to self-reported questionnaires such as those used in ES Sense Profile or rating the animations of a cartoon character in accordance with emotional reactions. So they seem to be saying that there are several different ways they have of measuring people's emotional reactions. One of these involves cartoon characters. Being I can't tell from the way that this is written if they are trying to make an analogy between scanning someone's face while they eat ham versus asking them questions as they watch cartoons, or if they're using the cartoons as some sort of rating scale. If you move on a few paragraphs there, it tells us about the hams that were involved. These sound like substantial hams. The hams were produced at the Oleunik BIS meat factory in Poland. You familiar with that factory? Not on a first name basis. Polish ham is quite famous, however. Let's jump ahead here, section 2.2.2. Subjects. In the study of facial expression of 30 consumers were measured in relation to the smoked ham. The mean age of respondents was 23 years and 70% of them were female. They declared, 88%, their consumption of meat products either every day or several times per week. Facial expression of 30 consumers were measured in relation to the smoked ham. It's a fairly... Poetic way of describing 30 young women who eat meat quite regularly. While being measured. Let's move on to section 2.2.3 here, where they talk about face reader. To measure emotions with face reader, each consumer received one slice of ham of three millimeters, size 1.5 centimeter by three centimeter, at room temperature, 21 plus or minus two degrees C, in plastic containers coated with three digit random numbers. This all sounds very precise, doesn't it? It sounds really well controlled. It also sounds like the ham is not particularly appetizing. Is that just because there are numbers attached to it now? It sounds clinical, and that's not the environment in which I prefer to ingest ham. Onward here. What do they say next? The assessment procedure for respondents was as follows. Please taste the whole presented sample take approximately a 10-second break after swallowing it, then give a start signal to the experimenter. A facial expression will be measured as a result of the taste and flavor impression in relation to the sample. Uh How do you feel about the clarity of those instructions? I am wondering about the sense of the instructions. Sense? They want to measure people's reactions after they've eaten ham, at least 10 seconds after they've eaten ham but I would have thought that you want their reaction as they're eating it Mm -hmm. rather than after the experience. But then again, I am not a regular in the meat science uh, journal. So what Mm -hmm. do I know? 
it could be that they're trying to get some kind of measurement and picture of how people savor this um, precise bite of ham that they're taking. I suppose the taste lingers like a fine wine and you, uh, you sort of sit there contemplating it as it unfolds to the inevitable denouement in your mouth. Yeah. There's an especially poetic chunk of the study on page 25 in section 3.1. Could you emote that section for us? The preliminary and general analysis of the obtained results revealed that the ranges of variability, fluctuation of particular types of emotions were different. In the experiment involving 30 respondents and the five ham samples, neutrality was the most expressed among other emotions at the average level of 0.58 plus or minus 0.35. Subsequently, sadness appeared to be the prevalent emotion, with the high average level of a little over 0.22 and the large variability. The standard deviation was 0.29, which covers almost one-third of the nominal variability range. The subsequent emotions in regards to agitation are scared and happiness. The averages were at the levels of 0.13 plus or minus 0.25 and 0.09 plus or minus 0.19. There's a lot of information packed into that little chunk that you just read. There sure is. I don't know how one measures sadness on a scale of zero to one, but and I yet they rather... say the things they they measured that, that registered most strongly were sadness. But even more than that, the strongest thing that registered was neutrality. Isn't that ironic? It appears that the ham was okay, not especially bad. Perhaps a little worse than average, since the second one was sadness. Or perhaps the subjects suddenly realized that their life had taken a turn for the worst as they found themselves in this study. Hmm. And a distant third and fourth were scared and happiness. What, what do you make of that? It's a real roller coaster of emotions. That's quite a ham. I must admit, I have never been scared of ham. And now? I'm starting to have second thoughts. Do you find ham a little more exciting, perhaps, than you used to? I have an open window. There's a bird tweeting. I can hear it. Either that or you have a very interesting alarm on your phone. No, it's an open window. <laughs> I would have expected ham to make people happy, especially mm -hmm. if they eat meat every day. The scared part, I think, worries me a little. I want to do something about that worry, but I'm not sure what. Turn to page 27 and could you describe to us concisely what you see there on page 27 of this report, which I remind people is titled Consumer Facial Expression in Relation to Smoked Ham with the Use of Face Reading Technology. I see five charts yes. with lines on them, sort of quite substantial line and point drawings that seem to be all over the map, frankly. Uh-huh. There are words think, in this chart. What are the words there? I think there are categories on the y-axis that are the various emotions that you read uh, them were registered. For us, those categories. Neutral, happy, sad, angry, surprised, scared, and disgusted. And that's top to bottom, big to small, right? The way they have it? I think so, yes. And I think every point on each uh, level is each respondent's score on that emotion from zero to one. Mm -hmm. These are very complicated charts. 
I am a little worried about there. There seems to be a subset of people who reliably score highly on the scared axis. So it's the same people who are afeard after eating ham. Mm -hmm. Either they are breaking some kind of prohibition or they are afraid that there may be no more ham ever. You're saying then that this is a classic study in the sense that it, it appears to raise more questions than it answers. It is certainly very much in the mold of some of the most brilliant science ever done. An astute set of observations that leads to far greater questions. Could you jump now then to page 28 in the final section where they, they sum up pretty much everything in the first sentence there? Could you read that sentence to us? The problem of recognizing emotions in relation to food products is a relatively new scientific issue which is why algorithms to solve this problem, to record and interpret them, have not yet been developed. Oh, one more time, please. This, this, is, this is a lot for anybody to digest. The problem of recognizing emotions in relation to food products is a relatively new scientific issue, which is why algorithms to solve this problem, to record and interpret them, have not been developed yet. Do you have a word or two after going through all of this cogitation about hams, a word or two to sum up anything about the experience? You know, it it was all going so well. There were so many interesting questions. And I think they sort of let the side down at the end. Because I'm not sure that people having emotions in relation to food is new. I'm pretty sure people have had emotions in relation to food before. Well, how about the attempt, the quest to measure those emotions? That is certainly a noble endeavor. As an experienced investigator in laboratories, would you have any suggestions or advice for anybody who wants to pursue this line of knowledge? I would be careful about recruiting subjects. You don't want people who don't take it seriously and who just ham it up. You, you've been listening, if you've been listening to a genuine episode of the Improbable Research Podcast, biomedical researcher Chris Kotsipas joined us on today's Spelunk into the Research Literature. I invite you to subscribe to the magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research, six new issues a year. Get yourself some back issues, too. Also, get lots of details about the Ig Nobel Prizes, upcoming events, what's in the magazine, and about how you can help and be part of it via our Patreon. All this at our website, improbable.com. It's possible, it's possible that Seth Glicksman is the improbable production assistant. Next time on this podcast, we'll look at something or other. Until then. Goodbye. Goodbye.